Review cultist. I'm Mikey, the stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Ghosts of Nutty Putty. So Ghosts of Nutty Putty was written by Shadow Swimmer77. Uh it's on creepasta.wiki. And I'm just gonna read this uh, author's note that comes accompanies the story. Uh, for a little bit of background information about this story, so this is the this is their entry for Tawahe's Wheel of Misfortune 2022 story contest. Uh, their challenges were thematic: write a story based on a real life piece of music, in which case they chose "I Will Fail You" by Demon Hunter, and technical: write a story where the ending is the beginning. So. That's that's kind of where the story where where it starts on the on the wiki and stuff of that and like that's the little bit of background information about this story in particular by the author. Um, but before we get too far ahead, let's uh, do the uh, do our our initial recommendations for the story. I'm going to recommend this story, but perhaps with a little caveat after uh, like as well like accompanying that. I'm also going to recommend this story. I'll recommend it too. Okay, uh, let's uh, find out why we all recommended this one. Um, starting with the rundown featuring the Rock, except the Rock is no longer the, is is not this character because uh, this character has a name, or at least the the main character of the story has a name. Um, Jasper, a veteran cave rescue responder and now park patroller, finds a group of kids on spring break in a cave where they shouldn't be where one of them, Ben, has gotten stuck in a tight vertical branch of the cave. This isn't a great situation at all, above all because Jasper has been living for years with the guilt of a death from a similar situation. A person named John had a similar situation where he died uh, during the rescue. Dealing with the ghosts of his past, both figuratively and literally, with John's voice tormenting him in his head, and flashbacks to those events, while conditions only get worse and further isolate the group from outside help, Jasper manages to set up a rope and pulley system to have the group of friends above pull Ben out of the hole. But just like with John, Ben says someone is holding him down. And despite Jasper's reassurances, as in the past, that it's just the blood pooling around his brain and causing hallucinations, even Jasper spots someone beyond Ben deeper in the cave, and it turns out to be John. Then, history repeats itself, it seems, as the same disastrous event happens again, and one of the pittens breaks from breaks loose, and Ben is sent back into the hole where he, where he was pulled. Jasper calls out, as he did at the start of the story, and waits in fear for a response that never comes. Finn. So, um, with that out of the way, uh, let's move on to Everyone Tolerates the Grand Inquisitions! At this point. Um, I've got a few. Not a lot. 
Uh, but I'll start with this one here. Um, I'll be back as soon as I can, Ben. Just have to go call for some more help. Try as best you can not to move around. You're like to just wedge yourself in even tighter. I know, guys. I know, I know, I know. It's dialogue. <laughs> but it really should say you're likely <laughs> to just wedge yourself yep. in even tighter. Not you're like to what just wedge yourself even tighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, it just it irked me. <laughs> It irked all of us since all of us just said, "Mm -hmm." did you also have it as one of your grammar related things, Mike? Yes. Well, there you go. You do not need to justify yourself further. Well, I do because it is dialogue and we usually give dialogue a pass in in the writing. That's true. None of us gave it a pass this time. (laughs) No, no, we were were all just like, (laughs) we're all fussy bitches this time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'll move on to the next one. Half a dozen late teen and early 20-somethings waited for him there. Four girls and two boys. Okay, so when I first read this, I was I, I didn't like how it was had like half a dozen late space teen, or half, half a dozen late teen and early 20-somethings. I feel like, much like how 20-somethings has a, has a, a dash betwe- uh, that links 20 and somethings together, I feel like half a dozen late teen, or even maybe even like late teens, should have a dash between them. Late so teens that are 20-somethings, yeah. Yeah, half a dozen late teens and early 20-somethings uh, waited for him there, yeah. Um, and then the next one here, which is my last one. He finally did after... Or he finally did after a few seconds that drug on for a subjective eternity. But the extrication was somehow even slower than before. It's supposed to be dragged. Drug, while people use it, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's legal. You can go to jail for doing too much drugs. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the exact reason. This is what I think also is because like, yeah, but like it's supposed to be dragged uh, when you're doing a past tense of, dr- of, of drag, not, um, okay. not drug, uh, which I, I Googled to make sure I was, I mean, mind you, take it with a grain of salt. I Googled to make sure, like that was that I was in the right on this, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that is uh, my grammar inquisition. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Well, the very first sentence needs commas. <laughs> Does it? Uh, oh yeah, you're yes. right. So, so the first sentence here is. All Jasper could see of the boy by the narrow beam of his helmet light was a pair of low-cut boots and maybe two inches of ankle. So I put the commas here. All Jasper could see of the boy by the narrow beam of his helmet light was a pair of low-cut boots and maybe two inches of ankle. I'm guessing by the pauses you did there, uh, that's where the commas were? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I did my correction differently. I felt it that actually sounds better if you reorganize it a little bit. So I reorganized yeah. it to through the narrow beam of his helmet light, all Jasper could see of the boy was a pair of low-cut boots and maybe two inches of ankle. Yeah, Put One comma in there, reorganized so it kind of flows better, in my opinion. Mm. That works. Right. And then I have a conjunction junction that is mostly dialogue, but I, I really don't care. 
<laughs> we are really just like, just like as, whatever. As we established, we do not care that it's dialogue. As we have established this episode, we are being fuzzy, uh, fuzzy bitches. <laughs> fuzzy bitches. <laughs> uh, we will continue being fuzzy bitches forever. If this is the turning point, this is our fuzzy bitch era. <laughs> this is our fuzzy movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That also sounds like a high school scum. It's like, hey guys, we're the fuzzy bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will. Uh, yeah. And next stop, Conjunction Junction. Doot, doot. It wasn't my fault, but that's a temporary situation at best. It'll be okay, John. It's all gonna be okay. It took a bit of twisting, but Jasper was able to pull the radio up past his body. But thank you. It's why we've gotta get you out of here, buddy. But I'll get your husband out to you real soon here. It hurts. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. It sucks. It might just take a little while. It's Mark. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. And now they're just going to leave me in that godforsaken cave? Question mark? Uh, it's not rescue work, per se. Almost the opposite. It's only John that talks to me. It isn't John. It wasn't my fault. It's going to be okay. It's not my fault. It hurts. And just beyond the boy, grasping his outstretched arms, Jasper could barely make out another figure, one he recognized. And then several more. Finn. Wow, it's it sounded almost like I was just listening to a like one-sided conversation on a phone <laughs> for most of that. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's like it had like the same kind of like Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Mark's here. It wasn't John. It's John. Yeah. Having a phone in my head or a phone in my uh, in my ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. or it kind of sounded like the two guys were in the cave and like he was handing the uh radio to jasper as if jasper's like the and like talking to jasper as if he's the one that's stuck in there he's like oh, we're gonna get you out of here and stuff because like it doesn't differentiate who's talking yeah so it almost <laughs> sounded like most of jasper's dialogue was the other guy's dialogue to jasper yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> what happens when you take a bunch of sentences that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like its, ends, or buts, and put them together into a story with sometimes hilarious and sometimes weird results like this. Because there's always better words to use for those sentences. Except for this case, because this was all dialogue, and... Well, that's... mostly dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck you, because we're fuzzy bitches well... today. <laughs> I mean, I can do the shortened version without dialogue. It's just, it's just, it's just going to be the Jasper part and the Jasper part, and then that's it, right? It's going to be like three sentences. Um, yep, three sentences. <laughs> yeah. 
It took a bit of twisting, but Jasper was able to pull the radio up past his body. And just beyond the boy, grasping his outstretched arms, Jasper could barely make out another figure, one he recognized, and then several more. Fit. Wow. That almost that that could almost be a like honestly that that right there could almost be a prompt for a for another creep like for a creep pasta <laughs> like like one of those like those like little seed like little like like micro fiction like there there's flash fiction and there's just like micro fiction where it's like all right in three words make a creepy story <laughs> or no, not three words in three in three sentences make a creepy story <laughs> um yeah like that's yeah. <laughs> But uh, gamer, what do you have? Uh, I got a little bit left, not much. So, uh, regarding the switch between Jasper's lines and the voice in his head, I kind of wish that there was something, there was some different formatting, because it's like technically thoughts, you know? Yeah. See, I, I when thought it first started yeah. happening, I thought someone else was talking, and technically someone is, but not really. Yeah. See. I, I thought so as well, except the fact that this story does, uh, like, th- at least for like, what I was trying, when I was reading, I was like l- trying to look for it. And I did notice that whenever the dialogue from John came up, it did specify that John was talking to Jasper uh, in, yeah. his, in his head. So it, 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 I, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it, like it is technically like just what John is hearing, but, or uh, just what Jasper is hearing. But the story does go out of its way to differentiate that. It does. Like I'm, I'm not gonna have a hard stance on this. I'm not gonna die on this hill. But I wonder if it'd be better in like brackets or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, I also kind of thought that as well. So like you're not alone in that. Um, and they do. I, I think I do note that they. I, I don't know if you picked this up because you're kind of blind to it sometimes. Um, all of John's um messages are done with um with italics. <laughs> And we lost Gamer. <laughs> he, I guess he missed the italics. <laughs> so I guess we'll move on to actual thoughts. Oh, oh. Why don't italics move more? They should be like really slanted. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like looking at it like right now, like I'm looking at the, 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 the original text on creepos.wiki and all of John's um, all of John's dialogue in quotes are ital- uh, italicized. Fuck. Italicized. They could have been bolded. That would have made yeah. it more interesting. Yeah. Because like, it would also, like, being bolded would also, like, show that they're, like, intrusive thoughts into his head. Or one thing I've seen done before, although, don't quote me on that because I cannot tell you one that I can reference. Like switching font would be a way to do it too, because it's like a oh yeah oh like, we yeah it is like a normal human voice, but it's supernatural, you know. So putting it in a different font would make it pop. I think we heard, we saw that in Joey Fucknut stories. Hell yeah, because uh, well, and that and that's because like they were yeah because they were like different colors as well. Like they were like different like they're black and blue and and red. I think in some cases. Mm-hmm. But yes, that. Yeah. Right, it's my turn. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> uh, uh, yes. So, um, moving on. There's a sign that says "Experience Cavers is only." 
because it's I hate apostrophe yeah. s only. Yeah, which insinuates that it's caver is or it's possessive <laughs> cavers, but it's not. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, cavers without the apostrophe. Yeah, yeah, it really. Yeah, wait, why is that apostrophe there at all? I don't know, man. <laughs> also, I I thought for sure it was like danger. It warned experienced beige. <laughs> you immediately went to beige. That's why I started laughing. That's why I started laughing or, or like chuckling. I was like, oh god. Uh, you're just like, oh wow, that is funny. That. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but, but you're right. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. It's like, oh yeah, why the hell does cavers have an apostrophe? It's not I possessive know, at all. It's weird. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. That you lot, Jasper asked Greg. You experienced beige? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, the young man answered. His head hung sheepishly. <laughs> In his head, he's like, fuck, he knows I've experienced beige before. I've played that Star Wars, or the, <laughs> I've played that Star Trek. <laughs> wow, blasphemy. <laughs> I played that Star Trek uh, uh, board game <laughs> with the VHS tape. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yes. yes. Next one. Jasper blanched through his drunken haze, though from through. Oh, sorry. Jasper blanched through his drunken haze, <laughs> though from fear or rage, he wasn't quite sure. So blanched yep. is a word I didn't really know. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just basically your face turning pale, mostly from fear or shock. But, but also like, usually from like, yeah, you, yeah, usually that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, like, I feel like there should be a comma in here. So instead of just Jasper blanched through his drunken haze, like I didn't immediately know what blanched was. So I thought it was a verb. Like he was in the act of blanching something. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, it's not. So it, I feel like it would be better if it was... Like Jasper, comma, blanched through his drunken haze, comma, though though from fear or rage, he wasn't quite sure. Or do it like Jasper was blanched through his drunken haze. Instead of just Jasper blanched, because that makes it sound like a verb to me. Just gonna double check something here. Yeah, I know you're probably right with that. Um I just I remember like blanching is actually yeah, what is another term for blanching? Uh to make white or Okay, I guess that is it. For some reason, I thought blanching was like something that you did when you like were get, feeling sick as well. But my bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, that's all I got left for my agreement. Okay. Uh, well, then I suppose we will move on to actual thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with the image that is presented in the wiki on the wiki page. Um, yeah, great representation of the situation down in the ca- for in a cave rescue. Like you, we get a picture of a photo of a man inside a very tight cave, uh, drilling the holes for the pittance to build the the pulley and rope uh, system. Yep, um, for sure. Like without spoiling anything. Yeah. So that that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to say about the images, guys, or or the image? Um, I um, I kind of have something to bring up, but it's tied to a note, so I'll get to it when I get to it. Okay, Mikey, you're good. Okay. Um, so I'll start with I'll I'll then continue on with this uh, uh, this quote. Well, this just keeps getting better, or this just keeps getting more complicated. You familiar with the weather around here, Greg? No, not really. We're just visiting for spring break. Uh huh. Well. It don't rain often, but when it does, it rains a whole bunch. Way Ben situated upside down like he is. Any of you have a vehicle? 
think you can go try to make uh, try to make it to the station and get some more help? No, sir. We hiked out here. Just brought some water and energy bars. We we didn't think we were going to be going caving. Just saw the sign and thought it would be fun. Man, these kids are such slasher movie fodder. Yeah, they are. They're... Hey, man, what's like? Oh man, danger! Experience cavers only. Let's go inside. <laughs> let's split up, guys. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's take different tonals. Yeah. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd also not have a story. Yeah, no, I know. They I just, were smart. yeah. I just but couldn't help. Neil, it. That's just like a thing that happens. You it, yeah, you're, and you know, yeah. As much as I like laughs, like, oh man, these guys are like movies. Like, no, this is stuff that happened. Like, I I know, like for a fact, like statistically, this is definitely a thing that happens in national parks all across America, and North and and, and even Canada. To be oh, to be honest, like to be fair, yeah. Um, so like this is like yeah, like dumb kids are gonna be dumb and drunk and and do shit they're not supposed to do. <laughs> um. That's just life. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's just life and death. <laughs> um, but I'll move on to the next thing I have. Uh, Mr. Grant, Greg's voice cracked slightly. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mr. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> oh that was uh, I don't know. Um, Mr. Grant. Uh, Greg's voice cracked slightly, his lower lip trembling. You don't think uh, it's like you've done something like this before, right? You've you'd be you'd be able to get Ben out. You're you're sure he'll be okay? I Jasper hesitated. Well, the the phantom voice spoke up. You going to tell him the truth? The rescuer shook his head to clear it. Yeah, kid. Loads of times. Liar. So the first section of the story, like, because the story is kind of cut up in like uh, with horizontal lines between like the present day and the flashbacks, and then like just keeps doing that. Um, but this first section, particularly, filled me with a lot of like anxious tension as I was reading it <laughs> for yeah. what was uh, was going to happen next. <laughs> like the story starts in media res, but then quickly gives us the rundown of the situation through character di- dialogue and interaction, and the fact that things just keep getting worse as far as like a rescue situation goes for Jasper, just chef's kiss for me. I was just like, like that anxious tension. I was like, Oh shit, this is not a, I don't like this situation at all. And Oh God, it just keeps getting worse for them. (laughs) It it was just like, it was like the right for me, it was the right amount of like anxious energy for like this kind of creepy pasta or this kind of like creepy story. Um, and then uh, the next thing I have here. Jasper had been working for the Utah Institutional Trust Lands Administration for almost seven years and rescued more than 10 cave climbers in every one of them. Despite that, he didn't think he'd ever seen anyone quite as stuck as John Edward Jones. The young man and a group of friends had decided the night before Thanksgiving to explore the famous Nutty Putty Cave. And despite having some experience, John had gotten trapped in a precarious position. So this story was was inspired partially by the song um, 
uh, I Will Fail You by Demon Hunter. But it seems like the story was not the, the, that song was not the only inspiration for this song. Apparently, John Edwards Jones is a real cave death and victim of the Nutty Putty Caves near Utah Lake, Utah. Yeah. From from back in twenty in two thousand and nine. Yeah. <laughs> now, I learned this after reading the story, and while I was checking out the comments of the story, because I was just curious to see what like other people had commented on and stuff like that. And where someone mentions like they had uh, like they liked the story, and then and and like it was really creepy. And so uh, some, and then they like quote they ended it was like someone not looking up the Nutty Putty Cave incident. I was like, oh wait, wait, this is an actual incident. <laughs> And then I I go I like went and googled Nutty Putty incident and it's like straight up, like. It, it, John Edward Jones was a real guy, and it, this this whole the the whole like flashback event, is pretty well the same situation. Yeah. Like, and, and you know earlier when we were talking about the picture, and I said I have a note on it. Is that actual from the actual rescue attempt? Oh my god! Uh, that's actually yeah. one of the guys trying so, to. Yeah. yeah. So as as far as I as far, as far as I can tell, like I, I did do, try to do, I tried to do a little bit of like searching on like the rescuers to see if I could get some names. But as far as I can tell, Jasper appears to be a fictional character created by Shadow Swimmer. Um, though the details around the rescue and like their their flashbacks and stuff of like that, and and what went wrong and what happened to the rescuers, um, when they were trying to pull John out of that tunnel and stuff of like that are pulled almost directly from that incident. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know how to feel about that fact. Like the fact that, um, that John was a real person and a victim of this exact situation. On the one hand, it makes this story all the more grounded. Um, and like that, that horror, that tension, that, ang- that, that anxiety I was getting is almost is like connected to something real. Um, like it comes through in the words, but then, it makes me want to focus on the fact that Jasper's guilt is something more mundane and less supernatural, which is something I kind of will touch on a little bit in later in this, in my notes, this actually, this note was taken, was like written after all my other notes, <laughs> because that's when I found out about the, the connection to a real life event. Um, but yeah, like I, I want, I, the story made like, it suddenly made me want to focus more on like the mundane aspect of like, of like, psychological guilt that jasper was having rather than like actually having the some ghost creature trying to pull the the person deeper into the tunnel um just out of respect for the real world event that also like honestly happened pretty recently like this isn't like a hundred years ago like 2009 is like about 14 years ago is it is when this is when that happened roughly um but yeah so it's 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 I I don't yeah it, it the the fact I I want I'd want to like it, it made me like question like some of my some of my like uh ideas about the story after the fact like fortunately I checked that out after the story because like that would have really I think might have colored my my perception on the story um <laughs> did you read that first or did you know about it ahead of time comments. I just I found out about this being a real thing much earlier <laughs> Okay. Which kind of um, tainted everything. Okay. Well, so and and I'm I got more to say about this because like this I I had to like do a little bit of not soul searching but I had to do a little bit of like inner thinking about this whole thing. Um. So. Yeah. I the the thing is here. Um. 
I think Jasper's backstory could have been altered a bit more so that it wasn't directly riffing off of a real life tragedy. <laughs> um, I don't want to sound all soapboxy, but for me, this kind of thing, if you, you're going to le- lean so close to reality or even re- recent history as a baseline for, or like for baseline material of a story, it's going to be a balance of sensitivity. And to that end, I want to go on record. I don't think this story is insensitive about the material. But it certainly tripped me up when I discovered just how close some aspects of this story were to real events. Um, and it, it sort of colored my, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's cause like in my, in my older, like my, in my, in my older age, <laughs> um, like this might not have affected me as much. Like when I was younger reading creepypastas nowadays, like when this kind of stuff pops up in creepypastas, I feel a little bit more like weary about it because like it's real people and the, like the stories about real people and such like that. And obviously this story was, is using it to, to show like survivor's guilt um, and, and kind of have that be a major theme um, of, of the story. And it, and it works really well. And the story itself doesn't straight up say like, Oh, ghost pulled John Edward Jones into the uh, like deeper into the tunnels. And that's why it was like, it was all like it, 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 it has that little suggestion, that little tweak of suggestion, but it's not directly saying that it's leaving it up to interpretation and it, it keeps repeating. It's like, it's just blood flowing to the brain and causing hallucinations, which is a real thing that happens when in those cases. So I, I, he, the, yeah, he knew John's name. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. But uh, that I like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's like, well, I I also got a little thing about the ending uh, as well. Like that may kind of trip it up to not being real at all. Um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but the story does kind of leave it like open end, like kind of off and on. Like, it's like, well, cause like one name, like, is not like cemented proof that it's straight up supernatural? It's, it could just be a coincidence. Like again, in his hallucination. Um, but I'll, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to like put that out there. Cause like upon hearing, finding that out about the story, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta think about this for a second, like, because I, I, hmm. <laughs> it, it sort of, it, it tainted, it tainted my view suddenly of the story when I was finished reading it. So, but, um, but I'll, I'll continue to move on here. Um, uh, so actually, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip ahead for a second and go to the part where I was saying where like it might be super, uh, like about the uh, John, uh, part, um. Uh, so you, you, yeah, like you said, uh, gamer. Um, so there's the, the quote here. Uh, all right, buddy, I'm going to go give her, give your friends some instructions, but then I'll be back to make sure you get out nice and smooth. Okay. He doesn't want me to leave. Ben's voice was muffled in reply. Those voices are just blood stuck pooling in, in your head, kid. It's wait, he Jasper asked perplexed. He says his name is John. And and you're right, just it does straight up say that. And I really like the constant use of the reassurances because it is 100% the logical explanation for the circumstances with real cave rescues uh, or like this kind of situation where somebody is like stuck like that. Um, and then we get the name drop and it 
puts that idea of an un, of, of the explainable phenomena into question it doesn't immediately remove it but it does like have the the person um in that situation and even the reader questioning wait what is he seeing wait that's that's a little that's a little coincidental that he'd know that the person that he'd say the the, go, the person who's direct keeping him down there is john is named john um and it is a really effective tool for like making you question the mundane versus the uh, the, the fantastic um what we get at the very end of the story here is um uh is where it comes up to um where is it here hang on uh this part here uh so at the very end of the story it's uh ben jasper asked uh the protruding feet he felt a thrill of fear at how very still the young man was Jasper spent several long moments mentally willing a response and though, and then several more. And right before that, we also get him kind of like the, the same thing happen, like as, as with the nutty putty rescue, like the pitten broke off, went whizzed by his head and Ben like John went further into the, into the tunnel or went back to the tunnel where he was, uh, where they had uh, started lifting him up from. And the story was like, for me at the beginning of the story, like when I, when I finished reading the story, I felt like, before I knew about the, the nutty putty thing, I was like, God damn it. It's like, I was really hoping that this wouldn't end the way it, it the way the, uh, the, the flashback was, but I guess it was inevitable, like based on the, the technical theme requirements of this story and the contest, um, like writing a story that has an ending, uh, the, that the ending is the beginning. Like that's basically it's history repeating itself is the motif that the author has gone with for this. Mm-hmm. And on the other, on the, on the one hand here, like, it's it's also sort of like that inception thing like because at the end here it's like is ben like trapped the same way as john like or is ben gonna have the same outcome as john because like but it ends before we get that um just like we it ends um it's sort of the way this ending is where um where like uh jasper has like set up all the pittens and set up all the rigging and stuff of like that and is doing the same thing for the rescue and then the exact same thing happens and dust comes down on him like in with john except it's all wet like he's he was all wet in this cave because it had been raining and water had been seeping down so it kind of made me wonder like did the ending of this story like was the ending of the story like more of a mindfuck than just simply like um us like us waiting for uh for ben to respond and it never comes because the the story ends did it end even earlier where like all of what had happened like basically they never they hadn't gotten the like where uh so what i'm trying to say here is uh i think at the end here where like all the events like all the, the catastrophe happens where like the rigging snaps again um I think that's all in Jasper's head, or at least I think that could be, that could be interpreted as all being in his head. And like Ben is still stuck in, in his, in the spot where he was because they hadn't gotten to that part yet. He, it was just Jasper suddenly like kind of um, like uh, what's the word? Um, Like it was Jasper um, like just sort of like spacing out and and visualizing the, the worst possible scenario again, because it happened like because he'd been he's been haunted for years about by the previous uh, incident. So, yeah, I I kind of think the story like the ending here with the story. I feel 
it could be that like w- the way it is like as written and like face value like the same thing happened over again it repeated or it could be interpreted that jasper had just had like a- another flashback but it was more vivid and so he thought he was more in the present and the same thing happened again with ben um that happened with john where he got trapped and stuck again in the tunnel but yeah i yeah, unfortunately, that the, the the knowledge of the new of, of the of, of the actual nutty putty incident kind of paints my my perspective of the story a little bit more than I think it should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Based on my rambling here of like trying to trying to get across my my suggestion of like that this story like the ending here is it's a very, it's a psychological horror. It's not actually supernatural at all. Like and mm-hmm. that the story ends be, uh, before we can get uh, as a reader get a conclusion to that like was it real was it is the situation cemented in in reality or is it all, was it all was the catastrophe that happened all in jo- in jasper's head um as he was reliving john's death while watching while while setting up ben's rescue but you'd also have no way to confirm that unless unless we talk to the author <laughs> and, and find out if that was the situation in but, character in character yeah sure but like that's be no yeah. way there would be no way to clarify it unless he got one of the kids to go down and see him as well. Cause everything could be in his head at that point. Well, yeah. And that, like, that's, that's, and that's actually when people do this in stories, like that's the point It's like, it's supposed to create that, like that anxious energy of like, what the fuck happened? Like, did this happen? Like, did they, did, did history repeat itself? Did, was Jasper hallucinating? Like it's supposed to end like this so that, you as a reader feel this inconclusiveness because <laughs> that's where you get the, te- the, the anxiety or the tension or the, uh, the, um, uh, the balls. yeah, basically the blue balls. Oh, that's what a horror is. A lot of the time is like the yeah. endings are anticlimactic. <laughs> um, especially like psychological horror ones. Cause you're just like, what the fuck happened? Like, it's like a mind fuck. It's again, it's, it like happens with several various horror movies where like, after you walk out of the theater, it's like, what the fuck did we just finish? What, what just fucking happened at the end there? <laughs> like what and then you spend like a half hour to an hour with your friends after the movie talking about what the fuck happened at the end of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah like i don't know i just wanted to like kind of get this out like this is probably very just like thought salad <laughs> like just jumbled and uh maybe a little like cons- like conspiracy boardy <laughs> in my head um i hope it, i hope it's coherent for for you guys and for the audience <laughs> um when i was like thinking of this stuff but yeah um and and this all stemmed from the fact that like yeah the the use of real of a real life tragedy uh for the backstory of the character but like i think it works for the story because like that's the focus of the story is not the paranormal aspect of uh of this of like not whether or not it's paranormal or if it's a mundane like hallucinations and stuff like that but it's the story is really focused on the the grief that jasper has and the fact that he's put in that same situation again and so he's having to like dredge up those old that those old memories and those old feelings of like of guilt. You say that, but like the focus of this is the previous tragedy. Like, well, yeah, yeah. The previous real life person is made into being a like a an evil spirit in this one, basically. Not any. You it could be interpreted as an evil spirit. I think it's just literally um, uh, Jasper's guilt because like. Regardless, Jasper is the antagonist yeah. in this story. Yeah, but it's not person. 
Yes, but it's not strictly demonizing the person. It's just, it's a phantom. Uh, it, and it keeps mentioning it's a phantom. I And phantoms can be interpreted as like so, uh, basically a figment of somebody's imagination. So like this is, this is like basic, you're right. He is demonized, but it's basically like a demon inside um, Jasper's brain. Like that's, it's his inner demon. Like his guilt has manifested as John's voice, like constantly tormenting him because John feels very has survived survivor's guilt or um, has has like the post traumatic stress syndrome from a failed rescue attempt. So, yeah. like that's that's what it is. Like I'm not like like I think actually uh, honestly for the story, I don't like again like I want to put on the record. I don't think the story treats the material disrespectfully at all. I think it does it really well because it this makes sense for like, it like it doesn't, it's not saying that John's like John Edward Jones's spirit, um, like the actual spirit of John is tormenting him. It's always, it always kind of interprets, it always kind of represents it as a voice in the back of Jasper's head tormenting him. And he's even like, we even have a flashback where he's at a therapist talking about it. And that's, well, and, and have people talking about life. That is what you would rationalize it as. Yeah, if an and actual spirit was fucking with you in real life. That is how you would rationalize it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing though. Like this story could be interpreted both ways. Like if you want to be more supernaturally inclined, then yeah, sure, it's maybe it is John's vengeful spirit because like he's pissed off at the at the rescue for not saving him. Or more tactfully, maybe it's just all in Jasper's head. Um and it's just his inner demons. Like it's made to be so that you can like it's it's left up to the reader. The, it doesn't straight up say one way or the other, which I think is the tactful way to do this. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I had some other notes in here that were like kind of silly, but I don't know if I want to do them anymore <laughs> after talking about uh, talking through this. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I will say actually the the one the one other thing that the story actually did give for me, um. And it's specifically like with the, uh, um, given the, the real world implications of it. It's like so, the the quote here is, the the birth canal tunnel he'd been trying to find was narrow enough, but Ed's push, the one John had accidentally gone down, was even smaller. At only about ten inches wide and eighteen inches high, the tunnel was so narrow only one person could access John's feet at a time. The tight confines were further exasper uh, exacerbated by the fact that the tunnel bore almost straight down. Any attempt to pull John out would be in almost direct opposition to gravity. Yeah, like, so this is another thing that this story, like, really got me with the anxious energy and so that. It's probably because, as a real person, I, I do have claustrophobia as one of my, like, fears. <laughs> like fucking hate tight spaces mm. like specifically like tunnels and stuff like that um mm. so like i got chills just visualizing some of these scenes in my head um and like because like i can't even imagine seeing a hole in the ground that small like 18 inches by uh or 10 inches by in 18 inches and just being like i can go through that like the only caves i will go in need to be walk-ins <laughs> I yeah. will not go. I will not crawl into a cave, <laughs> like on my belly. Like I'm sorry, I will not do that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I got a Christopher walking through those caves. Um, 
that's and so like this this story all like and and i i even comment this is again before i i found out about the 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 real incident um this story was giving me banal horror at its best like at least for me because of of the the fear i the fear i kind of like have of like of like tight crawl spaces basically like this and getting stuck more specifically getting stuck in those spaces would be a nightmare to me um and so like for me this story really worked in terms of like the fear factor of like uh, the unnervingness of of a creepypasta um it just then amped it up when i realized oh wait this is a real this was a real incident in fact even the the details we're kind of getting here like the, in the the quote i just did, gave are kind of fr- are, are i think from like the actual incident <laughs> with john so with his quotes yeah um oh no like i just mean like the quote like, I, quotes from the incidents no 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 but i mean the quote i gave like the uh like he because john oh, was stuck in yeah john was stuck in like the birth canal tunnel and stuff like that mm. um but yeah so and the fact that like yeah in the in this in the story like it says like that john and his friends uh went down to a tunnel after thanksgiving like right before thanksgiving and like that's exactly what happened with John Edward Jones in the real life. Like it was the day before, uh, before Thanksgiving and they went down to a tunnel. So, um, yeah, it was, the story got to me. <laughs> so, um, what do I have here? Um, well, so yeah, don't worry about like avoiding any like silly notes you have. Cause like, you skip all your silly notes. We might not have anything else to talk about. Let <laughs> fair. Yeah, I think the one one note I have is like it's just like yeah. Um, so the next thing I have here, um, yeah. The next thing I have, the next thing I had was basically just like explaining. Um, I, I like how the, the I, I like how the flashbacks are done like over the course of the story because like they're they're done they're separated by the by horizontal lines, and they they flash back to uh, to Jasper's like past and stuff like that, and you really we really get a sense as to Jasper's, um, uh, basically his his spiral into guilt and like dealing with the situation and like how his life was affected by the death of John, even outside of like having a voice in the back of his head constantly tormenting him, like he doesn't want to take, he doesn't want to go back to taking those kind of jobs, like the rescue responder jobs and stuff like that. He wants to just like, he doesn't really want to go back into a park. He's, uh, or even go, he doesn't want to go to a cave, back into a cave ever again uh, because of it. And that's like a real shit that happens to like uh, so, some responders when, when they have like a disaster happen where like they don't, or aren't able to save a, uh, save somebody from a cave where they, they are like uh, affected. It's the same, like a lot of responders do end up getting PTSD because of, these sort of situations. So again, the story has like a hint of like, there might be something supernatural afoot, but most of it, I think is mostly like psychological. Um, and it's a lot of like, and it's, it's treating it more like psychological horror to me than, than the supernatural blend. Um, but, uh, the next thing I have, uh, yeah, the the last thing I have for like, and this is like kind of the, the the one silly thing that I will kind of like try to lighten the mood with a little bit of gallows humor, I guess, um, is with this quote here. Um, Jasper, you've been coming to see me for the better part of ten years, 
ever since your friend Mark bodily dragged you out of your apartment. This is just a roving park job. It does. It's not rescue work, per se. Almost the opposite. You'll be doing preventative action, keeping idiot tourists away from dangerous sites. And to this, I'm not going to lie, I was like, wow, and he failed in that job too. <laughs> I, I kid i kid <laughs> like 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 i i like remember what i said about sensitivity in this in the story whoops <laughs> but yeah it was just like yeah um yeah it's just like it's it is kind of funny he was given this job but he couldn't even do that no, anyway sorry <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I guess he that's... also didn't have a choice in this situation. Yeah, yeah, he was just like he they he happened to be like going by and saw that he just what he just didn't get there in time, basically. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of my notes for the story. <laughs> so, Mikey, the stands for evil. All right, so my actual thought here. So I envisioned the teen being sort of upside down stuck in the cave. Yeah. Because of the blood rushing to his head, right? Yeah. So, I have this quote here. The tunnel widened just enough that Jasper could glimpse Ben's face past his body. His eyes were closed in a rictus of pain, arms stretched over his head, his shirt soaked in rainwater almost to the shoulders. So, so he drowned. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could yeah. say that and <laughs> drowned. God, God damn it! <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't die that time, but yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so I'm glad. Also, I'm glad I'm not the only one who like because I didn't put in my notes, but I'm I, I definitely like saw that it was like where the the rainwater had gotten up to his shoulders. And I was like, so. Ben's face is in the water then at that height. <laughs> Unless it's like mm-hmm. more just well, at the same time though, like it could be just be like that it's just like the rainwater is like all over like the, the part of the, the tunnel where he's been, but it just it's soaked onto his uh his shoulders his shoulders as he was like kind of like stuck there and probably like wiggling a little bit. So but it definitely referring to the back of his shoulders, like not I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of necessarily a completely vertical shaft. It could be like a forty-five degree down situation. Yeah, enough yeah. that like gravity is going to be a problem for the like, uh, for the rescuers. If he so. has room to move his neck a little bit or turn his head to the side, you can kind of keep a nose up higher than his shoulders. Yeah, it's not a great situation at all. <laughs> like, I, no. I fucking like. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> like this kind of shit actually squeaks me out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like you want you want to creep me out like and i'll read it like i'll still read it because i like i'm a glutton for punishment and i'm, I'm a i'm a little like uh i, I like to hurt myself <laughs> but but like if you want to squeak me out like in your creepy pastas give me give me stories where you're where a person is stuck in a cave tunnel system and then maybe also throw in a monster somewhere in there it like, st- like stuck in with them to make it like more like super like fantastical but like you really want to squeak me out the tunnel tunnel stories are really what get me. <laughs> so take yeah. notes at home, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got recommendations? 
Yeah. yeah. I also had a Ben Drowned reference in here somewhere. God, <laughs> I can't believe I missed that, <laughs> that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally gapped. Yeah. yeah. Mine was when uh, Jasper's speaking to Craig and he says, uh huh, well, it don't rain often, but when it does, it rains a whole bunch. Way Ben's situated upside down like he is. Any of you have a vehicle? Think you can try to make it to the station and get some help? So when I read that, I'm like, I really like how Ben's problem is set to escalate by the simple fact that it's going to rain. So yeah. he's going to have to work quick or he'll have to tell the kid's friends that Ben drowned. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have I have one little extra thing that I'll, I'll I was gonna I was gonna keep out of my my thoughts, but I did uh keep out of my notes. But I'm gonna pipe in because like I've been cheered up a little bit more from uh, from from our little conversation here. Um, I did actually like when when he says that John like uh, oh like uh, the name is uh, he says his name is John. When I read that, I was like Donna, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like it does insert a little hint at there being something supernatural but again it could also be something like coincidental like that just happens to be a name that like that the guy the kid's uh like blood addled brain um says so john is a common name yeah john is a very common name (laughs) that's a joke (laughs) i know yeah but yeah Yeah, so i I didn't really take that as a suggestion that it might be supernatural i took that as a confirmation yeah it could be done as a confirmation. You could see it as a confirmation or a suggestion. It doesn't. It could go either way. Yep. But so, Mikey, do you have anything more than a than a Ben Drown joke? <laughs> How dare you insult that? <laughs> you make it sound like that's not a joke. No, uh, that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. That was Ben Drown joke. I don't have any further notes. Do you have anything? Do you have anything? Or do you have anything else important to say? No. <laughs> Remember, I am. I am now. I am a fussy bitch today. <laughs> a fussy bitch today. Yeah. Uh, no, that was my main actual thought. You've covered pretty much everything else I wanted to say previously. So. Okay. Uh, then I suppose we move on to gamer. So, when I first read the title, I was like, it sounds kind of silly. It does. So, you're going to have to work at it to creep me out. It it did it. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it does it real fast, aspects, too. It, it did it pretty good. Yep. Also, have you have you looked up what, uh, what the name was originally going to be called before uh, it was called Nutty Putty? No. Nutty Putty Cave was originally oh, going to be called Silly Putty Cave. Because of how like malleable the um and like how 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 like the, because of the texture of the rock and 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 clay and some of that in the cave and like the way that it was like it looked like it had been shaped and stuff like that like that's how they, that's why they were going to call it silly putty but because of I think either because of like uh, I think I think it's actually because of the um uh, like a licensing or like a, a copyright issue kind of thing they switched to nutty putty. Fair. Also, I thought you were referring to the story had a previous name. No, no, no. I mean the actual like cave in Utah. <laughs> the yeah. that's called Nutty Buddy. Yeah. Gotcha. Either way, I'll move on. <laughs> um. So, I'll just read this quote first. This is pretty early on. Hang on, wait. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. 
the, the I was going to read this out of order. So um, I don't have an initial quote. Basically, like you go through the start of the story and it's describing that there's a dude stuck in a cave and all you see is his ankle, right? Yeah. And then eventually it gets down to a, the point where it says the real trouble is how he's stuck upside down like that. Too long and the blood will start to pool. And how long has he been stuck there? So uh, but, everything yeah, before yeah. that, I didn't know he was upside down because it wasn't described to be upside down until that point. That is true. Um, so the first way that I saw that... Actually, how far down is it? It's a few paragraphs, but either way, the first way that the first way that I saw it was basically just like you're going through a cave and you see like feet dangling from the the roof. Like yeah. there's a, a a shaft that goes up is how I first imagined it. Because oh, I really? Told anything else? Yeah. Okay. Because see, it I, was it yeah. described feet, and the picture has just like. This cult, this shaft. So I imagine if it's like that guy, but you move him up so you just see his feet, almost like there's a, a dude hanging there. Is how yeah. I saw it. Well, yeah, because I, I honestly like when I first, not gonna lie, when I first saw this, I thought he was like in the wall, in a wall, like adjacent the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was, I thought it was like a horizontal. I did also think it was like horizontal. I didn't picture vertical until like we got to that point in the story. But uh, yeah, when it says like uh, J- uh, Jasper asked at the protruding feet, I immediately visualized like like a horizontal um like somewhere in like a in a wall not not on the ceiling not on the floor just in the wall <laughs> yeah 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 so we were both wrong because it wasn't yeah. described until later yeah, so yeah that yeah. definitely is something it could be like at the top like or like uh all jasper could see uh as he clung down a vertical shaft <laughs> uh, through his narrow beam of his he- helmet <laughs> light or something like that oh, that, yeah. that makes it sound like jasper's in the vertical shaft I- i'm saying that Ben, his orientation is the confusing part to me. Yeah. So it should be like, um, where's the line of those angles? A pair of low-cut uh, boots, maybe two inches of ankle sticking out of the the floor of the cave. Yeah. Because like it's coming, he's upside down completely. Yeah. To well, to an extent, it might be an angle, but yeah. Because again, like how I saw it, I thought he was in the ceiling. Like I assumed. Like a half-life barnacle, basically situation. Like grabbed him and pulled him into the ceiling. <laughs> is gotcha, how I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Which is kind of how I I wish it went a little bit more. I I really wish it had been something like something like like it says I think in the beginning of the story where it's like uh, it looked like the the cave had just like slurped him up. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it could have yeah. literally done that. And like even at the start, he doesn't talk or nothing. So that would have been a good. Um, you can do that with it being a monster, even if it, it killed um, Ben at that point, because it could just be puppeting him to basically um, lull the rescuers into a false sense of security so it can attack them, too. Yeah. It's actually a mimic. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Or this is what the Dainai house is uh, in its natural environment. Like, it, it, it just dwells in caves and then hollows out people to, like, uses lures for mother people <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much but i'll move on from there so greg asked jasper if he saved many people before and jasper says yeah yeah i've done it and then like john's voice in his head calls him a liar yeah meanwhile at the start of the next section it flat out says that john has rescued more than 10 Cavers? Yes. So no, more than one. Lie. 
Yeah, here here's the thing. This is the same situation as comments online for like pieces of artwork and stuff you do. Like you do a po- you do you you post something online and you get a ton you get a ton of positive re- of comments. But you only remember the one negative one. I think that's what's happened that's the psychology behind what's happened here is like okay. Jasper is yes, Jasper has in his past saved countless other people in caves. Mm-hmm. But it only takes one <laughs> to ruin to, to to ruin you psychologically. I mean, yeah. yeah, but he's still not lying. He I has I, rescued yeah. many people. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's the same thing. Like, like when he's when Mark is trying to get a hold, it's like it's not your fault. And it's like, 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 it, and and Jasper is or is just yelling at Mark through the phone. It's like, yeah, no, Mark didn't. Like Jasper did his job, did everything he was supposed to do to try and help Mark or help John. It's just so shit happens like something like something went wrong that really wasn't in anybody's control um and that led to john's death and jasper and even in the actual articles of of but yeah like when i was when i was looking up the actual incident um the the person in charge at the time had said that like countless of his fellow like responders on that rescue had suffered survivor's guilt and ptsd and like left um, left the career as a result of that incident, um, unable to handle the the reality of it. So, so the, yeah. even that was taken for this story too. Yeah. Well, the the idea of the grief and some of that was taken for the story. Ah, fuck. All right. Well, either way, I still don't think he's lying in this situation. So he shouldn't be believing that it's a lie. I'm with you on this. I like John Jasper is, a, is uh, Jasper is not a fault here at all. <laughs> it's just, unfortunately the demons in his head are telling him otherwise, which is a very common psychological thing. <laughs> okay. But I feel like the demon in his head should have been saying like, yeah, but not all of them. It could, but it's, it's, it's obviously like, it's trying to like go him into like, into despairing even further. So it would, I oh, whatever. I'm not going to okay. keep fighting you on this because I'm okay. <laughs> at this point. Okay. So I keep saying the same thing. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll move on. Anyways, um, uh, kind of brushed on. I, I like how the flashback transitions happen, like the lines in between them. Very mm-hmm. clear page breaks. So we know that there's a swap. Mo- most stories should do that, and most stories don't, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the word, uh, Exerberated, I believe you said before. Uh, um, ex- exerberated? Oh, exasperated. <laughs> no, it's not exasperated. Oh, exacerbated. Exacerbated. Sure, that one. I haven't yeah, heard that yeah. one before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it makes be- something that's bad worse, basically. Yep. So that's a thing. Um, so in the flashback, when um John was taken back to the rescue attempt, and like something like flew past his face and scratched him. The way it was written, I assumed that it was some creature that flew out and hit him and then grabbed um, John and pulled him back in. Yeah. Is how I first assumed it, because it's it's kind it of such up in the air of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I do like that in the second flashback, we get clarification that it was one of the uh, carabiners, that carabiners, whoever that's pronounced, that yeah, went I've... flying up to hit him. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that it sets you up to assume one thing and then explains it something else. 
but it didn't bother me like some stories do. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I need to start prefacing this with like this happens at the therapist's office, so I'm not just reading a quote with no context. Either way, um, this happens at the therapist's office while he's talking <laughs> to the therapist, and he says, um, uh, he being Jasper says, okay, but what if I find one that's stuck in regards to him getting a new job and finding someone who's stuck? Then the therapist says, then you call for help. You, yeah, then you call for help. You call for help, and then that help will get them out. You'll be the hero, and you'll finally be able to put those ghosts to rest. Just one ghost, Doc. It's only John that talks to me. Jasper, we've gone over this. Uh, we've gone over this and over this. It isn't John. John's dead. The ghosts aren't technically real. It's just figure of speech. Metaphor. Okay, but here's the thing. Um... He has been going to the same therapist for 10 years. So I feel like that's really insensitive to him talk about ghosts like this. To like use that figure of speech knowing Jasper this whole time. And oh, like I see. Struggling yeah. with the ghosts of his past. And he's like literally saying, put these ghosts to rest and everything. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's trying to convince him that it's not a ghost. It's He's not doing a good job, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Because I feel like, you know, uh, yeah. 10 years in, he would know certain uh, trigger words to not say around him. Or he could just be exacerbated. If I was like, John, we've been over this. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> could just be a, he just could be a dick <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but he, he said the ghost thing before that. <laughs> yeah, that's when true. When he was, like, very calm. Yeah. So I feel like that could have been handled a little more... Tactfully. Um, sensitively, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, also the therapist is also just human, so like they could have just slipped up. <laughs> I suppose, but yeah, ten years though, man. <laughs> uh, still, people people fuck up even after ten years of of doing something. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like ten years in, you know them better than most of their family knows them as a therapist. Yeah. You know? But either way, <laughs> I'll move on. Um, well, last night was basically just like as creepy and dark as all this is. The whole concept of people who die in caves and like potentially becoming like vengeful spirits or something like the concept is cool um when it's not directly labeled as real people yeah um, uh, yeah you know like i i think that's honestly my my big thing with the story is that the the, the names aren't filed off of this story <laughs> yeah like this could have this could have drawn not to take away from like take the spotlight from you for a second i'm, I'm apparently hopping off back onto that soapbox that i said wasn't a soapbox <laughs> but like i really feel like you can draw inspiration from real life events but in and and respectfully make like like respect them but also not like straight up reference them like you can nod to the to, to thing to to actual events um to like to, to draw inspiration from for a for a tragic horror story because that's what a lot of horror stories do is they take they derive ideas from uh from real life events in fact a lot of sto- a lot of horror stories are written as a catharsis because that's how we we tackle tragedies mm-hmm. is we write a horror story and this story is definitely trying to do that it's just yeah i'm always a little iffy when you start using like direct direct quotes and direct like direct references <laughs> Are there direct quotes? You said that twice so far. I, from what I, I, I don't, I, I'd, I'd have to like go back 
and actually like look at the articles I was looking at, but they, they seemed really damn similar to like some of the things that were said in this story about, um, uh, about John, about John's, uh, uh, John's circumstances. Yeah. So like, like, I, cause again, like I, like it, the story says that he, uh, him and his friends, uh, went caving out like around Thanksgiving. That's exactly what happened with John. Um, yeah. in fact, actually the guy who, was there when John died or when John, like when, when, when everything failed, it's, uh, I think it's almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like a pitten broke and the pulley system dislodged. Yeah. Um, so, or not a pitten, but the, the ca- carbonier, the, 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 I, the word that I, we we're having difficulty saying, carbiner, I think it is. yeah, the carbiner. Yeah. yeah. The carbiner. Yeah. Um, like that broke and, and, uh, caused him to slip back in and he died from like cardiac arrest. Uh, the real John. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like I, yeah, it, this story really affected me after I found out about that. It's like, it's like, oh man, like it was a really good story until I found out the truth behind like the actual incident and like just how close this story was to that. Mm-hmm. But either way, so, you're getting yeah. into final thoughts here. I would yes. Like to continue. Yeah. My notes here continue. Yes. It has nothing to do with the real life event. I apologize. I thought you were going that way. Okay. Sorry. No, I was not at all. Okay. Um, either way, the whole co- I'll just <laughs> the whole Keep concept yeah. of like um someone who dies in a cave and them becoming a spirit and all that is yeah. potentially cool, um, but like the real of connections, you know, it's a little bit poor taste in my opinion. However, um, for all we know, this like isn't the spirits of the dead at all. Um, like it could just be some creature that can take on the appearance of whatever it wants, you know. If it is something that just grabbed uh, like the the stuck caper and pulled them in and everything, like maybe they're able to read minds, uh, like pick a person who would cause the researcher to like the most fear or worry to like stop them from rescuing the people that the monster's trying to get, or if it's yeah. some kind of humanoid monster thing and Jasper just saw it as John because he's not exactly one hundred percent anymore is the other thing. Like it still could be some weird creature that's grabbing people in caves. But yeah. he's just seeing it that way because he's going through shit. Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's hallucinating, yeah. uh, or or could be hallucinating. Yeah, I love how you guys went like supernatural, and I'm the one defending the mundane, like psychological horror in this one. <laughs> like, That's how it goes sometimes. It's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would be right on there with you if the names are fouled off. Yeah, that, I think that's I think that's my our, I think our biggest takeaway is like the the names being direct references to an actual event kind of taint the story a little bit, even though the story references is directly taken from. The yeah, yeah, direct. Yeah, directly like, yeah, well, directly referenced. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, but the story itself doesn't it doesn't outwardly like it's not outwardly offensive about it. It's just like, I think the story has actually like gotten that very tentative balance between like about, be, about being sensitive about this sort of subject, like about a, a real world event and stuff like that. It's just, it would have been so much better if it had not been directly referencing things. <laughs> By the way, Mikey, you've been, quite quiet and you haven't really like chimed up in regards to like any of the real life uh connections to this did you actually know that it happened before we told you uh no 
I didn't even look it up. I just read the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't react at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, once you find it out, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting, but yeah, uh, I've already made my opinion about the story, so. <laughs> See, then there's me where it's like, I found it after it's like, and now I had to do a little bit of soul searching. It's like, do I still recommend this story? <laughs> I mean, I have you though, Mikey, yeah. is yeah. this knowledge has it changed your opinion on the story? Because that's part of the reason that we do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our opinions change through our notes. I guess we'll get to that when we get well, to our thoughts, but keep that in mind, basically. Yeah, yeah. And get to that when we get to that. For now, I'm done with my notes. I'll just go ahead. Well, we're going on to final thoughts. <laughs> So I had to do a little bit of soul searching after I finished uh, the story and found out about the stuff, the nitty gritty of the uh, the actual events. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? I still love this story. I think that the story met all the requirements of that contest that it was part of. Like, I listened to the song after the fact as well. Um, and the lyrics kind of match the themes here of like a broken man who falls into a cycle of his own guilt and has the horror of history repeating itself in front of him, like presented to him again. Um, the question I, I was kind of grappling of like the mundane versus the paranormal in this story, it is there, but to me, it's not the focus. And I think that helps the story quite a lot. Like, given that I learned that, like what I learned about Nutty Putty Cave incident after the fact, this is more focused on a personalized horror of guilt and the situation and characters involved or in the aftermath of that than anything. It's not though the whole like question of, of, of the phantom being a demon, like an actual demon or a mental demon, like a, a, an inner demon of the person is really semantics. Uh, like, and it's up for the reader to decide whether or not they want to, see this through the lens of something supernatural or see it through the lens of a guilt-ridden man tackling his own inner demons while this tragedy repeats itself. Um, So all this said, all all the stuff I've said and done, like all the soul searching I did after the fact, reading the story and finding out about the the truth of behind the incident, I'm still going to recommend this story though. I if if you don't dig stories that deal with claustrophobia and caving tragedies, maybe pass this one. <laughs> um, but as it's written, like the it's written very well. I was tense the entire time. I got creeped out um, by by a lot of the, uh, the the circumstances involving it. It was very enthralling. Like a lot of my notes were kind of sparse even the, the 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 more lengthy ones were pretty sparse because i was just kept reading and wanted to see where it was going to go the ending when it the way it ended it repeated so the end the ending was the beginning basically and that theme actually kind of comes through throughout most of the story with like various lines kind of getting repeated uh, uh or like various uh like themes in 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 sentences getting repeated over and over again so I think the story is very well written. I think, I honestly think it is tasteful for what it's presenting here. Maybe next time <laughs> pull a little bit away from like a real, a real life inspiration, like maybe file some names off. 
Uh, the next time uh, you, uh, the next time somebody write, uh, the, the next time the author writes something like 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 that's this close to something real. Um, but otherwise, I still enjoyed the story for how creepy it was and how engaging it was. So yeah, I am still going to recommend it. Um, just with the caveat of if you do have claustrophobia or you just don't care for caving tragedies, maybe skip on it. So. Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Well, uh, I liked the um, fact that all the supernatural stuff could be in his head because he's been dealing with trauma for years. Yeah. <laughs> and years at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the. Um, like it, I like that it leaves it up in the air whether or not it, there actually is a ghost or not a ghost, or it's it's just he's reliving uh, the past, but the ghost is there and it's like, well, you're gonna fail again, type thing, because yeah. this is the exact same scenario, um, and. Uh, for that, uh, I like it. Although, at the same time, Ben drowned, so there's nothing <laughs> he could do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the water. Um... Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tunnel was probably deeper, so the water didn't go that far. Although, if if it was like the water rose up to his shoulders, then yeah, he's dead. But if like, <laughs> yeah, his shirt was soaked in rainwater almost to the the shoulders. So... Yeah, that's not a good look. <laughs> and it's not like the rainwater would be filling that up quickly. Yeah. So he's been under for quite a while. Yeah. Wasn't he like moving mm-hmm. somewhat recently though? He was also like, yeah, he'd use his, he'd move his, uh, his let his feet to, um, as like an affirmative. Because he was like signaling before yeah. he was pulling him up. Yeah. So. I I think. Been... <sighs> yeah. He couldn't have been underwater or dead. No, because I... the water would have. <laughs> Like made it harder to hear, and also dying would make it harder to move. I think what it was trying to describe was like the water was just dampening, basically like either the top or bottom of his shoulders. Like, and that so like mm-hmm. the water had just soaked that far on, along his shoulders, um, rather than like it was filling up the tunnel. Though it doesn't mm-hmm. quite clearly state that. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. like the heads above the shoulders is the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could have been that could have been yep. written a little bit clearer, <laughs> but yeah, I think the orientation <laughs> would help with that. Yeah, yeah, like describing the orientation better because if he's completely vertical upside down, then the very first thing that's getting hit is his face. Well, well, no, no, not no, even his, his head. Hands, uh, yeah. His hands well, would be first. So maybe yeah. the soaking is just like the wetness is just soaking through his shirt. That's what I was saying. Yeah, 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 because his hands were out forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And clothes are very absorbent. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so that said, I did end up enjoying the read. Um, uh, the fact that there is potentially historical relevance because it's loosely based off of a event that actually happened. Um, loosely. 
Well, here's the thing. It's not so it, it, it's it's the the backstory of Jasper is based on a real event. The story itself here, it like there is not a I think the Ben situation and Jasper himself are fictional characters created based off of that real event. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the backstory behind Jasper's yeah. trauma is a real event. <laughs> um like that was just yeah. straight up pulled. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that being said, it still doesn't change my opinion because he basically has like PTSD. Yeah. From the first incident, um, which is a very real issue. So um, the fact that he's almost dealt with it because he can go spelunking just or the fact um, that he's willing to go back into that cave to save that boy. Um, yeah, is it, it's also honestly I was really hoping for a redemption arc. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now I I will say yeah. that doesn't this story not start and end at the same place? Because isn't the first cave doesn't it get sealed? Well, no. This is start literally at the exact same spot. Yeah, no, this is the exact same the, thing happening. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. different. It's a different national park. It's a different cave. It's not the Nutty Putty Cave system. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be different. Uh, what I think it's like it starts with um, him seeing the kid's feet protruding from the wall, and then and him asking if he's okay, and then waiting, and then it cuts. It, the ending is him seeing the kid feet protruding out of the wall, and asking if he's okay, and waiting, fearful now. And never, we're never getting a response because it cut. It cuts to black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was actually going to be when I first read the um, um, the, the writing prompt. I thought it was going to be actually what happened. Like the and the first thing you read is the end of the story, and then it goes back, and you find out how it got there, and then you get there again with more yeah. context. But I like the way that it did this time. Mm-hmm. This is also not my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> he keeps yeah. bringing up stuff that's interesting to talk about. That right? I didn't write down. Well. Uh, yeah, that's that's also <laughs> why I've been like interrupting as well. Is like because I I apparently did have more to say. I just like I wanted to inter- I had to interact with somebody to do it <laughs> to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So with all that said, I'm I'm still going to recommend this. Okay. Gamer. Yeah. So I've watched a, like a good bit of like caving videos online. Mm-hmm. So like, and I always do wonder, like worry when watching those, like what happens when shit goes sour, especially like oh, if they're right there by it. themselves and stuff like that. I guess yeah. Like, sort of I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly with you. Like I watched a bunch of, uh, Mr. B Allen's, uh, storytelling like s- videos on YouTube last year. And a lot of them ended up being cave stories. I, th- Thinking now, I think one of them might have been the John Edward Jones uh, incident. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them are like, yeah, like I actually had to stop watching them, like watching some of his videos because he would just keep doing these caver videos. And I was just getting more and more like paranoid and like, oh, I like, mean, watching sweet. stuff where like the people are actually doing the caving themselves, not talking. Oh, about okay. Yeah. See, like, I, I watched a bunch of like tragic, like cave, cave rescues. 
videos oh, or, 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 cave or, or cave death videos where it's like, oh, oh fuck. Dude. <laughs> well, that's what I had to stop watching those because I like because the stories got like I started getting into my head. I was like, oh, fuck, I hate it. I just need people splunking in caves. Like I, I've been watching Keeping Up Today with uh, um, Ghost Town Living, like Cerro Gordo. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I, like, yeah. There's so many. Ca- there's miles and miles of caves. And he yeah. learned caving by himself basically yeah it's like, like at the start of that he's going down with just uh um like a gopro now is he it's still like, walking uh, he's by himself too so if shit happens like he, no one's gonna save him yeah like is he walking most of the time though or is he like does he have to no, get on his belly and crawl? at some points okay yeah no i couldn't do that like i could like, not he, he, he has learned a lot like he's really good yeah. at it now and he does go with other people now but early on it's like uh... yeah i hate like what compels a man or a woman a person really to go into to see a hole in the ground and just like hold my beer and drops the beer like because nobody's there and just goes into the goes into a, ca- a cave system without informing anybody and yeah, yeah i guess that's it like it's the thrill of adventure that really compels yeah, sure. people to do that and i just like i see that i was like fucking crazy <laughs> i walk away like i'll walk into a cave but i am not getting on my stomach and crawling into a tight space <laughs> there's a lot of things that people will do that other people won't do like that's true yeah would you go like over 200 miles an hour on a freaking like speed bike no like, one <laughs> stone and you're done yeah <laughs> like, no. yeah no that's i also have an issue with speed. is a long and short of that yeah that's why I read creepypastas. I I can I can read I can I can experience like those creepy like and and like terrifying and thrilling events from the safety of words. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but either way, um yeah. Through me like watching stuff like that, I had a very good visual of everything that happened in this story because mm-hmm. I've seen all this sort of stuff before. Um gotcha. not people being stuck, but you know. <laughs> Visually, yeah. what the cave looks like, the some of the tools and stuff that they use, I get it all. So, um, and yet you like, guys haven't finished Tw- Ted the Caver. No. <laughs> it's not a reading. It, it, it's the OG creepy pasta, though. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but we also have a weekly show we have to do. I That's have, true. Yeah. I also have a weekly D and D session I have to prepare for and do every day. Well, not every day, but every week I prepare for it to do it once a day. Once a week, I can say words. <laughs> Who says I can't? Fuck you. Fuck you. It's fine. Either way, um, I'll move on. Yep. Uh, but yeah, visually, everything's described quite well. Um, the direction of him being stuck, notwithstanding, um, they kind of clarified later, but I kind of feel like they could have clarified more. Because um, in this sort of thing, I feel like, like this happens a lot of times. I should be seeing. Sorry. When the character is seeing the scene for the first time, I should also be seeing the same scene in my mind with the same details that they have. Is the way that I view most creepypastas and stories in general. Because if you're going to describe a scene, give us all the detail that's important. Like, I don't care about like frivolous little details that don't matter, but when it's like the pivotal part of the scene, it should be described quite well. Or at least described enough, you know? Um, but either way, that sort of part, like the direction of him is like minor. It didn't really bother me enough to make it a burden on the story to make me not enjoy the read of the story. However, however, 
because I already however, so now it's however, however. Um, the realization that this is a real incident, names and all, really put a damper on the story for me, honestly. Yeah. And <laughs> like I was already taking the story pretty serious from the get-go, but that's when it got dark. Like, in all <laughs> like, real, like real world dark. <laughs> yeah, and like not in the in the good way, because you know it's dark, it's Dark as good, good way as in it's a horror story I'm reading. Like dark is yeah. usually good, but I don't know. It just felt kind of I don't want to say skeevy, but I don't know. It felt weird. There, you know, I, I absolutely understand what you're what, yeah. oh, like, exactly what you're saying. Like I, I, you, I had to do some soul searching. Like after I finished reading the story and found out about Nutty Putty, I was like, I need to like, do I still want to recommend this story? <laughs> like, yeah. like it definitely painted. Or it, it tainted my view of the story because of how closely this one riffs on that event. <laughs> um being the right word. That sounds like it's making fun of. Well no, oh so, or like like I, I, I use riffing as like the event. Yeah, parallels the event. It well, because it straight up uses it as the backstory for the character that's the main focus of the story. Yeah. Like they are a fiction I'm I'm assuming Jasper's a fictionalized because I couldn't find names of the actual rescuers which actually i'm kind of glad i didn't because i feel like that's something that like those people are probably like suffering from that after yeah. that event so yeah um but i'm i'm assuming that jasper was was a name given to a to a fictional version of one of the rescuers who was there on site and like they used the that event to like as the generative like plot for like why jasper is suffering from such uh, like intense ptsd about caving or cave rescue yeah um and like it works it grounds the story but i still don't feel good about it for some reason (laughs) like especially since you told me that like there's stuff in the article saying that some of the rescuers quit as well so like that's even more direct connections to it yeah i'll leave i'll leave a, a link in the description of this episode for like the the article about this about about that to, to, so that people can like check out check out the article and see just how close like just at least like see what I saw when I like just how close this this story is to it and stuff. Yeah, I but, basically saw that there was articles, but I didn't want to sit down there and read them. Not because yeah. I didn't, don't have the time or nothing. It's because like I already felt bad enough that it's based on a real thing. I didn't yeah. want extra details. That extra detail of the rescuers quitting didn't exactly help matters. But either way. Yeah. Um, when I first found out about that, if I wasn't reading this for the show, I probably would have stopped reading. Just like out of respect of what happened, I wouldn't have kept reading. Yeah. But I can't just say, I mean, I've done it before where I said, I don't want to continue. I don't want to do this story. I'm out. And I probably should have done that, but there's enough important stuff to read. There's enough. There's a lot of good here. Is the, is the thing. Yeah. I was going to say it's a problem. <laughs> it's technically a problem because <laughs> the story itself is written well is the thing. Yeah, and I like, as I said before, I like the concepts of it. it. Potentially a monster, potentially a spirit, potentially this, potentially that, and none of it is really clarified. But it's not done in a way that annoys me. The thing that annoys me are the names, <laughs> like the yeah, simplest that's, things. So yeah, and you and you'll notice that like, if, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was like, and you'll notice that like I wasn't like in my in my thoughts on the story. I wasn't entertaining the supernatural element as much as you guys were. Yeah. Mostly because I was like, I don't know if I really want to touch on that anymore for this story. I was <laughs> trying I just, to use it as a defense mechanism. <laughs> yeah, you were using it as a coping mechanism. I was yeah, using I was just, I was just like, I'm just, 
I was using the, I was going more for like the psychological angle as my coping mechanisms like, to treat this with, with this event as with more respect. So it's like, yeah. it, like I said, like I've been saying, it's, it's a very fine line for like when you're going to do that kind of thing with a story where you're going to like take from reality and, and not like, just like draw inspiration, but like almost wholesale take from reality. Yeah. Like the picture and everything. Yeah. It's like, there's it's... so many caving pictures you can find. <sighs> one from the actual Elephant. like event like not to put you on blast but uh. yeah shadow, like sh- like uh like i like this got great reviews on 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 creepos at wiki like it was it like on the in the comments are actually like reviews for the the, the end the contest entry stuff yeah and i don't like and like it, it is merited it is a very effective creepypasta it's just so tied to something actual tragic that like yeah. <laughs> like i think yeah. that's what we're both feeling <laughs> pretty much yeah like early on i said i'd recommend it yeah but like i was gonna have caveats to that as well but like this is such a big caveat it's like i'm gonna get, say partial on it's on the way it is now just because of the names and the location if the yeah. names and the location were changed and the picture was changed so that you couldn't like very easily see like you ha- actually have to hunt to find yeah. out the inspiration of this. Yeah. If it was like that, then full recommendation for sure. Cause I love yeah. the way that the story went. It was great. Yeah. I want, it's I want to paint it so much. For I, me. Yeah. I, okay. Here, here's the thing. Here's, here's my like message to shadow swimmer. Cause they may be listening to this. Um, especially since they asked us a while back to like when we were going to get back to some of their stories. <laughs> um, this was really well written. Yes. And was really cool and creepy. Yes. But yes, file the names off of if you're gonna use a real like event next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do a little bit more like distancing from a from the real event that you're inspired by. <laughs> that that's all we're saying. <laughs> like it 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 definitely painted our our opinions on the story when we real when we found out about the the true event <laughs> that this was inspired by or directly based off of. So, yeah. like, yeah. even if just John's name was changed to something else, yeah. But ideally, John's name and also the name of the cave, yeah. Like, and also yeah. the picture. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> those three things. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. The picture, like, it's great representation. I didn't. I wasn't aware that it was actually from Nutty Putty. I, I yeah, I got that because I did a Google image. image oh no, the picture. That's how I figured that in. So that yeah. part you actually do have to hunt for. So that's passable, but. Yeah, the names, man. the The names, yeah, like the the like the names of of John need probably should be and like some of the details maybe like flub like just like mold, modify them a little bit more, and change the name of the cave so that it's not like searchable <laughs> or that it's like a fictional cave somewhere. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like this is so weird because we all recommend this story, <laughs> but with like but like we have caveats on it and like we also like we like this story immensely. But we also all have a like a guilty feeling about it too. We say all. I think Mikey's fine with that. <laughs> well, because Mike because Mikey didn't look up uh, any of the details of the story. He read it at face yeah. value, like a yeah. good like mm-hmm. a good creepypasta reader. Yeah, I should have just. <laughs> <put the blinders laughs> on. Yeah. I wish yeah. I did, to be honest. Like this Maybe. is definitely, I think, a, I think this is actually a first for our show. Where like we all really liked the story. We're commending the author for the writing. Just. The 
the the baseline like background material is just like it's a little too close to home in a way like it's a little too close to like a real tragedy event and it's like you need to like distance that i think if uh, maybe or maybe we're just a bunch of like really super sense like overly sensitive like old guys <laughs> yeah it might be overly sensitive but the way i view it is yeah. if if a family member read this oh my god read this I, would I, they I be okay with it that's yeah that's the way the, i would see it yeah yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's the end of my okay <laughs> I, that's I think that's the end of our rant to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that too. Like, because again, like I love how like the story was like this is probably the, this is the first for our show because like we all really liked the sh- the story, but we all feel weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I I'm sure like the way like our 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 thoughts and stuff of that came out it was like it's like we were like picking at it for this very situation and then it was just like, but at the end of the day we all still recommended just here's some caveats if you're going to recommend this story. <laughs> Yeah, that's and why my here's some, recommendation yeah. was just a full recommendation because of how much I liked it. But like through our talk, I'm like, I realized how much it really bothers me. So I can't yeah. fully recommend it as it is. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, yeah. So so here's some also some editor notes. <laughs> if you ever want to like publish this somewhere or something else, like other than like online or like if you want to do some like re-edits, here's some editor notes. <laughs> just, yeah, you can have them for free. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. So yeah, like we all recommended this story. There's just a couple of caveats about it. Yeah, <laughs> it is really well written. I want I want that to be like known. Like the the writing is top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was and, and and I was like, there were moments where I was like actually getting like anxious energy from it, which is good. Yeah, it's just that taint. <laughs> um, but I digress. That is the end of our show. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. We're all on Twitter. Mikey's at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is too goddamn long. It is, but I don't have a choice. No. So is it still Twitter or is it X now? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, X formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I actually so get we, emails from. Should we be saying I that live... we're on X? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I still get emails. So it's like where it says like like X, and then in brackets, formerly Twitter, <laughs> in bracket. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, fuck you, Elon Musk. Because like it's still called it's still Twitter dot com. Yeah, it's still tw- yeah, it's still Twitter in my heart. <laughs> God, um, dating this episode so bad but it just bothers I know. Me. yeah this is not gonna age well like in no, a couple of years whatever <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah so you can check us out there uh, i'm at review cultist and who knows we might have some other like links to other like social media platforms in the next few, little while whatever uh whenever i get an invite to one of them <laughs> um like like big sky or blue sky or whatever that is the other new one that's come out of uh come out of the the x situation <laughs> x gave it to us yeah gave um, it to the entire internet yeah but anyway uh also you can send us emails the good old-fashioned way <laughs> at al dente rigamortis at gmail.com that's a-l-d-e-n-t-e-r-i-g-a-m-o-r-t-s at gmail.com where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas scps spooky things you creep it we'll peep it yeah
And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void down a deep, dark chasm. And without your your writing and having the, the courage to post online and have people look at it and make a very lengthy episode <laughs> about a uh, about how they like it, but they're also really like conflicted about the material. <laughs> And they just won't let it go, even in no, the intro. We're, we're all we're we're all Elsa's here. Yeah. Um, Mainly just you and me. I, I get. Yeah, really. Uh, man, we're just constantly being Disney princesses, aren't we? Anyway, um, we do honestly like thank you for like posting your these creep online because if you didn't, we'd have nothing to talk about. I'd have nothing to read. And get spooked at, and get creeped out at, and love, and like want to share it and infect my 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 fellow hosts with. So thank you. <laughs> uh, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The stands for evil, and I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Mm-hmm.